Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Myla Lani. And I'm Junie, and you're listening to Sustain Loving Kindness. In this podcast, we talk about why it's important to take care of our planet and how we can help. This episode is dedicated to our Girl Scout Silver Award project. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. All right, everyone. This episode is answering your DMs on the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Um, We talked about this a little bit in our very first episode, Let's Talk Trash, but uh, somebody requested that we talk about it, so we decided to go a little bit more in-depth about it because it is a big topic that a lot of people really don't know about, and I think that after listening to this episode, you might feel a little bit more encouraged to go zero waste or go and, you know, save the planet. So that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Yeah. So as my Leilani said, we have mentioned it in other episodes, but people don't realize the severity of what this actually is. A lot of people don't even know what this is. And when I first learned about it, it was actually quite interesting um, to me, obviously very scary as well, but it was very interesting to learn about it. So we wanted to dedicate an entire episode towards... Um, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. So, first and foremost, what is it, where is it, and when was it created? It is basically a big trash island, is how we like to describe it, Uh, in the middle of, well, the Pacific Ocean, as hence the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, and this enormous island of trash, 100% made out of Trash is twice the size of Texas and three times the size of France. So if you can imagine that, it is enormous. You can look up how many square feet Texas is and <laughs> just double that by two. And then you'll get how big the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is. It is absolutely enormous and, like I said, completely made out of trash. So, yuck. <laughs> People say... So, it's about halfway um, uh, on the way to Hawaii. It's between Hawaii and Japan. Like, halfway between yeah. there. Yeah, so people say that on a flight to Hawaii, if you look out the window at a specific time, you can see the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which is absolutely wild. So, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch was first discovered in 1997, but when they found it, it was estimated that it had been there for about 19 years before they had actually discovered it. So, you can do the math on that and approximately when it was first created, but it was first discovered in 1997. Yeah, it was, I, I mean, I, I it's pretty self-explanatory. It's just an island made out of trash. And if you think about the damages that that can do to our environment, if we have an island made completely out of trash, but yeah, if a, if a piece of trash floats off this island and the animal eats it, that could easily kill an animal and make an animal suffocate. I mean, that alone with suffocating animals, but microplastics, things that we actually consume ourselves, uh, I don't want to go on and on about that because we will get uh, d- dive deeper into it a little in the later in this episode, but yeah, I mean, a, it, an island made of trash cannot be good, right? <laughs> yeah, so um, like I mentioned before, this episode was... Um, The Great Pacific Garbage Patch, I didn't even know what it was until about, like, fifth grade, and I was assigned it in my science class. 
And I thought it was like some pumpkin patch thing. I don't know. It was weird. Um, yeah, it was really interesting when I was learning about it. Also, uh, excuse the fan if you hear it in this audio because it is April and for some reason it is very hot. So the AC has been running all day. So if you hear it, that's what it is. So a lot of, uh, you might be wondering like how it got there. Like why is there just a bunch of trash collecting in the middle of nowhere? Like how and why did it get there? And so first of all, as you might know, people have been littering the ocean, whether it's from like just actually like throwing it into the ocean or if they littered it on land and the rain carries it into the ocean when it like with runoffs and stuff. And so, um, we've mentioned before there's ocean currents and they take all that trash and they somehow all the currents meet in this one spot in the middle of the pacific ocean and that's where all the trash gets dumped it's pretty crazy actually um and the specific currents that contribute to it is the corocio current the california current north equatorial current and equatorial countercurrent. Those are the huge ones, and if you've seen, like, Finding Nemo or Finding Dory and remember them going through those big currents, it's those types of currents that carry all that trash into the middle of the ocean, and it's pretty sad. And like an iceberg, you can see most of it above the water. Or no, you can see a lot of it over the water, but most of it is underwater, just like an iceberg. So, going on to the next part is, why is it a super big issue? Like, okay, all this trash collecting in the ocean, we don't have to worry about landfills anymore. Uh, no, that's not what it is. Like Junie mentioned, um, if an animal eats it, it can kill it. It also can destroy the coral reefs. It blocks out the sun, so anything living under that can't get to the surface. Uh, it can capture a bunch of animals and fish and threaten their lives. Like, they can get tangled in fishing line. And then fish can also mistake tiny little plastic pieces as food and eat it. And I don't know if I mentioned this before. I think I have. But there was this fish that ate so much plastic. And this fisherman took the fish, cut it open, and literally all that was inside it was trash. It was really sad. And... Um, it also can wash ashore a lot of beaches if maybe if it's carried back by those currents. It can wash ashore a beach such as the Midway Atoll, which is right in between Japan and Hawaii. And if you go and visit that, like, it's not pretty at all because there's just a bunch of trash all over that beach from who knows where and, and like, it's really crazy. And a lot of that stuff, we don't even know when it could have come from. Because, for example, like we mentioned, like I mentioned on Instagram uh, yesterday with our diaper swap, diapers last 500 years. So your mom and dad's diapers are still intact in a landfill somewhere if they use disposable diapers. And they still will be long Long after they were, long after you will be gone, your diapers will still be living over there. And that is absolutely disgusting. And I mean, Mm -hmm. a diaper in the ocean that will last there for like 500 years. And that's just disgusting. Yeah, your mom and dad's diapers, their mom and dad's diapers. Oh my gosh, that would be disgusting. Can you imagine going to the beach and seeing like a diaper float by? You like go on a, you just go on a snorkeling, 
you go on a snorkeling excursion and instead of like oh my gosh i'm gonna see all the pretty fish you see a diaper yeah that's pretty <laughs> gross i was i love boogie boarding that's um when you ride on those little things that kind of look like surfboards on your stomach and one time I was out really far out in the water with my friends, and we just see this Lay's chip bag float by, and who knows how long that's been in there, because it's made of plastic, and plastic, like, never decomposes, so I'm like, that is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, part part plastic and part foil, which are, like, the two worst things. Well, foil and styrofoam are the worst. Yeah, it's pretty bad, and... Not only is it harmful just to, like, the humans, the fish, the birds, and the coral reefs, but it can also be dangerous for shipping companies. Um, a, a lot of of the things that we buy were not made in the United States. Even the phones in your hand or your, fo- your phone, your iPod, or your computer, whatever you're listening to this on, sure, it may have been designed in the United States, but it's probably made in some other country like Taiwan or China or something. And it has to get imported back over here. And a lot of time, a lot of times when it's imported, it's imported by ship ships and cargo. And um, like I mentioned in our not episode but blog post about buying local, imagine if those ships got stuck in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch because they didn't see it, just like they got stuck in the Suez Canal. And who knows what kind of buildup that would cause? And that will just be really annoying. And you're not going to be able to, they're not, they aren't, aren't just going to be able to maneuver around it. Um, you know, like the Titanic, it saw a huge iceberg, but because the ship was so big, it couldn't turn in time and it ended up getting sunk. Well, it's the same thing with the garbage patch. You see the tip of it because a lot of it's above the water, but most of it is underneath and you know, they try to turn away and big ships like that, they're just going to sink. So it couldn't turn over the boat, but it would definitely trap and sink one. And it will get bigger if waste continues to go there. And if there isn't enough done to get rid of the debris that's there now. And that leads to the next segment of this episode, which is how we can help. I just wanted to mention some people who are really, really helping out. So the first one is cleaning up the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. So environmentalists can go out there, pick up the trash, and bring it back to land for the correct disposal and sometimes to study them to help us get better educated. Um, there's a lot of nonprofit organizations around the world whose sole purpose is to schedule beach cleanups. Um, Junie and I have done that a couple times with our Girl Scout troop. Next one was this uh, thing called the Ocean Cleanup, and it was invented by a 21-year-old Dutch boy named Boyan Slat. And he developed these really crazy advanced technologies to rid the world's oceans of plastic. So instead of getting up and going out there, he designed this thing that would take that was right in the currents and the currents would carry the trash and it would filter out currents and fish and water and it would take all the plastic but let the fish go. And it was really cool. Um, there's another thing called the sea bin that these two guys from Australia designed and it's pretty much the same thing it creates a it's a got a water pump on a dock and it creates a flow of water bringing in all that rubbish and debris and then it gets caught in a catch bag and the water is sucked out of the bin and up to the, to the water pump where it's packed pumped back out it's kind of confusing but I'll link it in the blog so you guys can see what it is Um, And it's not just the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. There are two other major garbage patches in the world. There's the Indian Ocean Garbage Patch in, obviously, the the Indian Ocean and the North 
Atlantic Garbage Patch, which is equal to the North Pacific Garbage Patch. So there's one up in the North Pacific, and there's one that's huge in the Pacific. So they're just, like, all over the world, and it's pretty sad that all that just gets collected there. Yeah, definitely. Now that we have talked about, we've explained a little bit about what this Great Pacific Garbage Patch is, um, and people, uh, big uh, nonprofits that are making difference, you're probably thinking like, well, <laughs> you just got me really scared and like bummed out, but like there's, how can I help? There's no way for me to help. And I... That's kind of what I was thinking when I first learned about it. I was feeling very down and very sad. Like, well, this horrible thing is happening, but I like I can't afford to go to the Pacific Garbage Patch and, and clean it up. Or I can't afford to, you know, donate a bunch of money to these nonprofit charities and um, to help them clean up the garbage patch. So, I since then have learned a couple different things that you can do to help to help this garbage patch now these things aren't really necessarily going to help take away trash that's already there if you can't go there yourself and take away trash that's not going to you you can't take away trash but you can eliminate trash from going there so here are a couple tips that you can do to help this garbage patch not get huge and huge well it already is huge and huge but bigger and bigger and bigger so number one you can go zero waste now we've talked about in previous episodes i'm not the hugest fan of the term zero waste and i'll tell you why zero waste is very stressful. (laughs) It's a very stressful term. If you think about, well, zero waste, that's absolutely no waste. Not one piece of trash can you produce. If you make a, if you make a piece of trash, if you produce trash, then you're breaking your, well, this lifestyle. And it can get very stressful and make a lot of people not want to do it. It can actually be very discouraging. So there is a term that, so there's a YouTube channel her name is Shelby. Her channel is Shell Bizzle, I believe. Um, anyway, she is a eco-friendly, zero, well, a zero waster on YouTube. And I have seen a couple of her videos, and she uses the term eco-minimalism. So if that is a term that helps you transition to this lifestyle or is more encouraging to you than zero waste, um, go for it. Eco-minimalism is also a very good term. Um, but really just doing everything you can to just doing your best. I still use the term zero waste. We, we will still use that term a lot. You can use whatever term you want, but if I, I personally, I mean, zero waste is just the easiest term, right? Um, everyone knows like zero waste producing no waste. Everyone knows what the term means. Sorry, that's against the point. Whatever term you want to use, you can use, but number one is going eco-friendly. So this could be, I'm just going to use this example because I just switched to it myself. This could be switching to bite toothpaste tabs or any toothpaste tabs. I have been using bite toothpaste tabs for the past week now and I absolutely love them. I'm working on a review on the blog. That in itself is eliminating a lot of toothpaste, a lot of plastic toothpaste tabs 
sorry, a lot of plastic toothpaste tubes um, that could potentially get sent to the Great Pacific Garbage Batch. So just going eco-friendly is a fantastic way to help um, help reduce the amount of trash getting collected in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Another thing that you can do is make sure that if you do make trash, which is totally fine, no one's perfect, make sure it's getting disposed of correctly. This is a huge, 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 huge thing to do. <laughs> Make sure that your trash is getting disposed of correctly. Now, unfortunately, a lot of times this is not as simple as throwing this in the trash can, throwing this in the recycling can, and letting the trash man pick it up and, and hope for the best. Uh, a lot of times this means you will have to put a lot of work in yourself. Um, for one, composting. Food scraps should not be thrown away they should be composted and we have a video about that too and again working on a blog post about that coming hopefully within the next couple weeks but food scraps on its own a lot of people don't realize how much food they're actually wasting so just composting is a fantastic way you can your paper you can recycle your paper yourself and to make new and make new paper out of it uh i can do a post about this if you guys would like you can dm you can dm us at stain loving kindness podcast on instagram if you would like to hear about how to uh make your own paper out of old paper um so yeah just make sure that your trash is getting disposed of correctly because otherwise Think about it. The trash trucks don't have a closed lid, obviously, because they have to be able to dump trash cans into it. So a wind comes and a piece of trash flows out, goes into the ocean. Bajam! It's in the ocean! <laughs> Just like that! And then you... <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's an annoying topic because you would hope that if you, you know, spent all the time sorting out your trash and your cycling, rinsing out your cycling, you'd hope that it would get disposed of correctly, but 99% of the time, it does not get disposed of correctly. So just take that extra step. Make sure that you're disposing of your things correctly. If you wear contacts, do the... Um, Ah, uh, geez, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pronounce it. You can check out my blog post on sustainable, um, sustainable ways to see. But make sure you are recycling your contacts through a recycling, through a contact recycling program. Uh, otherwise, they will not get recycled. They, they, they just won't. They're too small to fit through the recycling machine, and they will just end up in landfill or an ocean. So yeah, those are the main two things. Try to go eco-friendly and make sure that your uh, trash is getting disposed of correctly. Yes, and the last thing, of course, is always spreading the word because how else are people going to hear about it if you just keep it to yourself? So you can always, like we've said before, go on Instagram or Twitter, whatever, uh, whatever social media platform you use the most and just... You know, you can repost our stuff. Just make sure you tag us, and we'll give you a shout-out if you want. Um, and you can always create your own thing. Just let people know what's out there, and that's why we're doing this podcast is to spread the word. And then lastly, if there is a documentary that you want to watch about it, go and watch Plastic Paradise. I've no, I know I've said it a couple times, 
but it is a very, very good documentary to watch if you want to hear all about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. I highly recommend it. They talk all about it. They talk about cleaning it up, and they even talk about the fact that a lot of people don't even want to help because they're not educated correctly about it. So we hope that this episode answered your questions. If there's anything else, you are always able to message us on Instagram, and you can also send in a voice message. If you have any questions, send in a DM if you have any ideas for an episode. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something new. Subscribe to stay tuned. We post new episodes every Friday and have a plethora of interesting content planned for you guys in the near future. When you aren't listening to our podcast, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at Sustain Loving Kindness Podcast. And there you can find our Linktree site with all of our links, whether it's to our website or our Pinterest page, or even a place to send in a voice message. If there's anything you want to hear about in our podcast, send in a voice message or give us a DM on Instagram. We love each and every one of you guys so much. Have a wonderful day, and we cannot wait to see you guys back next episode. Bye! Bye.